Welcome to the Mom with Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and my mission is to help service-based entrepreneurs scale their business. I'm a mom and a former teacher who launched my own business with no business background, and now I want to help you do the same. In this podcast, we will share inspiring stories, tips, and tricks to help you maximize your time and profits. Think of this show as the kick in the butt that you need to push your doubts aside so you can chase down your dreams. So put in your earbuds and turn up that volume and let's dive in. Hey listeners, welcome back to another episode of the Mom With Purpose podcast. I am so excited to have you here today and to have you listen in on this amazing guest interview that I did with my very dear friend, Jess Skelton. You are absolutely going to love everything that Jess talks about as far as your website. Do you need to have a website? What things should your website have? All of the juicy things, things that you really need to know if you're ready to scale this business and you're really ready to take it to new heights. If you have been kind of holding back on launching a website, you know it's that next step that you need to take to really solidify yourself as that expert in your field. This is the episode that you need to listen to because Jess really breaks it down and it was even impactful for me. I've had my website now for over a year, maybe even a little bit more, but Jess is someone that I go to all the time. She is my website guru. She knows everything and anything. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce you to Jess in just a moment, but before I do that, I want to read you the review of the week. This review was left over on iTunes. It's titled Super Inspiring, and it was left by Allison31. Allison says, Aubrey is such a fresh voice to hear. Her inspiration, excitement, and passion keep me coming back for more. I love how she delivers practical tools and inspiring stories to help fellow mompreneurs overcome fears, define their purpose, and take back control of their life and business. Well, thank you so much, Allison, for leaving that review. Hey, if you have not done that yet, if you have not left a review on this show, it is the biggest virtual hug that you can give me. And right now, I will take all the virtual hugs that I can get because I am missing my real life hugs. But seriously, if you find value in this show, if you keep coming back for more, I would so appreciate it if you went over to iTunes, left me a review, tell me what you love. It would just mean so, so much to me. All right, guys, let's go ahead and meet Jessica Skelton. She is a soon-to-be wife and a mother to a two-year-old son she is also expecting and a seven-year-old boxer. She was born and raised in Missouri, and she now lives about 10 miles away from her small-town childhood home. Jessica is passionate about helping others, and she funnels this passion into website design. As a freelance web designer, she works side-by-side with business owners to cultivate and design the website of their dreams. She started her freelance journey in November of 2018, offering general VA services, and after much trial and error, she has worked her way to where she is now. And Jess goes into that story of what it was like starting out and how she pivoted and transitioned and really scaled her business to what it is now as a expert website designer, and I know it's going to hit home for so many of you, and you're just gonna love this episode. So let's go ahead, let's dive on into the show, let's go meet Jess, and learn all about how we can create a website that sells our services. Jessica, I'm so excited to have you on today. It has been a long time since we've been planning this, and I'm so excited for you to come on and share all of your knowledge with my listeners. Absolutely, thank you for having me. Yeah. So the first thing I want to do is just kind of give your rundown of 
who you are, what you do, your story, all that stuff. Okay, so I am Jessica Skelton. I'm a WordPress website designer. Um, I started into the online freelance space as a virtual assistant and after about uh, six or so months of like active client work, I pivoted my services to offering WordPress website design only. Um, that is my happy place. That is where um, I thrive and yeah. That's where I am. <laughs> so I love your story too. And I think it's so great because we get into offering our services and a lot of people land on, I'm just going to do a VA because that's a great entry place. And you were someone who did that for a while and then decided, okay, now it's time for me to transition and move into website design. So can you talk us through that process of like why you decided to transition? What was that like? And what made you land on website design? Yeah, so I had a lot of confidence issues in the beginning. I was working a, a full-time corporate job that was just really um, mentally and physically stressful and just had a hard time really pulling out what I was good at and what I could focus on just because of the mental headspace that I was in. Um, my particular story, which I financially cannot recommend, <laughs> um, I quit my job before I had like an active client base, um, just because like I mentioned, that mental struggle was really hard for me. Um, I knew that if I kept going at the rate that I was going, trying to do both, like entering the freelance space while still maintaining my corporate job, I was going to crash and burn and give up at some point in time. So we were in the position where I could just take take a leap and I went ahead and quit my job and just started really taking any job that I could. Um, I thought I was going to pivot my services probably 87 different times. I had serious shiny object syndrome when it came to offering new services and I'd see a new job that looked interesting, Pinterest, blog stuff, um, social media, email manage, I mean, you name it. I thought like, I see a job and thought, this is me. This is what I'm going to do. This is perfect. And then I would get the job and be like a month in and just not feeling it anymore. <laughs> and, you know, so that was a really tough, a tough thing for me because I'd get so amped up and then it just wasn't fun. Like it wasn't fun. Like I thought it was supposed to be. And, um, it, that was really, really frustrating. I ended up designing my own website and just, to have one. I wanted one. So I started designing one and I really loved it. And then I built a website for my mother-in-law and really loved it. And I was like, okay, like I've done two projects. This really still feels fresh and new and I'm learning and I love it. I think, I think I'm going to do this. So I started taking on some more like lower paying projects. Uh, they weren't necessarily as big or someone took it on and said like, I know you have no experience. I'm fine with you just, you know, working it out. So um, I did that and still loved it and just kind of decided to stay in that space because it, it really felt like I was supposed to be there. I love that. I love your, your story and your, and you're my person that I, you know, when you talk about like not being confident in yourself, like you're the person that I selfishly keep in my back pocket because I know that you are just so full of knowledge and whenever I have a question about website or sales pages or anything like I know that I'm going to come to you because you are someone that I trust number one you're going to give it to me straight and you have so much knowledge so I love how you talked about that you ended up designing your own website which 
there's kind of like, you know, differing opinions on do service providers need a website? Could they just be okay with a portfolio? And you said like you wanted to have the website. So do you feel like service providers need to have a website when they have their business? No, I don't. I, especially in the beginning. Um, I mean, when you're just like trying to figure out how to make ends meet and just focus on getting those clients, don't focus on those you know, just time wasting tasks. I mean, like, obviously I love websites and I know that websites can make you money at the end of the day. They're not going to waste your time, but like just, especially people that are still in that like bootstrapping DIY phase, you're probably not going to build an outstanding money making website on your first go around in like four hours. You know, it's just not going to work. It's going to either suck so much of your time trying to figure out how to do it right to where you just won't produce something that's going to be effective or you're going to spend so much time trying to make it right that you could have gotten so many and so much more client work. That's not a real sentence, but you know what I mean? (laughs) um, It's just, you know, there's, there's more money-making tasks that you can focus on in the beginning. I think um, like you mentioned, it is kind of a touchy topic. Some people really adamantly think that you need a website to be able to stand out as a professional. Um, but I think there's other ways to represent yourself in a professional manner. And I think mm-hmm. you can get around that so easily, especially in, I mean, I know you speak to mostly like women and moms and like we get each other. Like, you know, if, if I told you like, hey, I'm just starting out. I don't have a website, but I know you're open to working with a beginner. Why would they expect you to have a website? Like, it's okay. Just take the job and make some money. Right. So now I want to shift a little bit of gears too, because so when we're starting out, we might not like, that's not what we should be focusing on. Like getting those clients first, building up those testimonials, getting confidence in yourself. Let's say you have a service provider now, a freelancer who is at the point where they either want to invest with it. They already have a website. What are some things that you feel like they need to have on their website so that when a potential client lands on their page, what's something that like would really stand out or things that you think that would really help to sell their services? Yeah. So once you're, once you're really ready for that website space, I mean, at this time you are confident in the services that you're delivering, you are confident in your audience, you know who you're speaking to, and that's going to make the process a whole heck of a lot easier. I jotted down three kind of three phases that I go through when I'm planning websites for clients that I thought would be really helpful for the service-based space. Um, One thing that I ask people to do first and foremost is to identify three goals of their website. You need to know what you want your website to do for you. And I think, you know, I've been in some desperate phases of, you know, of my freelance career where I'm just like, I need more clients. I need, you know, I, I want my website to book more clients for me. I want to make more money. Those are great things, but they're not specific and um, they're not long-term enough. I'm sure there's a better word for that. But um, so, you know, really thinking outside the box and pushing yourself to make three goals, I think is helpful because sometimes that third goal feels a little like straggly. Like it's like, eh, like I don't really care so much about this one, but it's still important to have because it allows you to think about not just what you want your website to do in this moment, but also what you want it to do three months from now, six months from now, when maybe you're fully booked out and now you're ready to start building your email list. So, you know, you want it to book, you want your website to be a tool that helps you book 
three clients a month and then you want it to get you 50 new email subscribers a month and you know then a third goal of be a referral source for your podcast you know you want so many downloads a month from Facebook or something you know those those things and you know you might be making those goals and you don't even have a podcast yet <laughs> like that's okay um you know it's it doesn't mean that we wrote those goals down and you need to start working towards them now it just allows you to really think long term about what sort of content should be on your website because those and then those three goals are going to help you build out what sort of actionable steps you want to build into your your flow of your website which kind of leads into my second point that I talk about, which is mapping out your client path. I talk about client path and it's really just in the most optimal, ideal situation. If a client were to land on your website, how do you get them from point A to point B? So if your number one goal is, you know, especially for service providers, you want them to maybe book a call with you. So you want to book five calls, five calls a month or something like that then you want to know what steps you want your clients to take in order to get to that book a call. So that's kind of, it can look a couple different ways and we're gonna talk about that. But obviously the most clear path is from homepage to your scheduler. So how do you make that possible? You make a big fat button right there in the hot spot of your website that says book a call. You know, you can put it right there. They talk about the above the fold hero section of your website, which just means if I land on your website, I don't have to scroll an inch. I can take action right here. That is the sweet spot. That's where you want that first number one call to action that's going to help you meet that number one goal. And then, so that is your entire client path from point A to point B. So then the third step is to work to get work in some detours. Because not everybody that's going to land on your website is ready to commit and book a call that specific second. So I don't know if um, you have ever talked about the book, Building a Story Brand with your audience, but that has been um, a big part of the website strategy that I planned. Have you talked about that before? I haven't, no, but I, that's one of the books that's it's sitting in my Audible right now. I'm like getting, I'm finishing up a book right now and that's the next one I'm wanting to read. I did do, he had like a, a mini training on website and I watched that and he talked, there was a lot of things that he pointed out that I'm like, Oh shoot, I'm not doing those things on my website, <laughs> but he's definitely a wealth of knowledge. Absolutely. And it's such, it makes sense. It's like such clear cut instruction. It's like, Oh, like, okay, I, I can do that. <laughs> um, but I absolutely love that book. And it has been a model for how I build out website strategy, when I talk about building in detours, the way that he talks about it in his book is offering marriage proposals to your audience. So we talked about that booking a call feature, making sure that that's front and center. So what he talks about in his language is he says that, you know, right front and center, you should ask your clients to marry you. But, you know, get to that final call, ask them to marry you. And if they say yes, great, like you were just one step closer to meeting your goal. But if they say no, then you want to ask them to date you. You want to give them another option. So that's when you build in those detours, like having a link to an about me page or a link to view your services page or read, read about what my clients love about me. So building in those very strategic detours are important because you want to give those, you don't want to scare people away that aren't ready to commit to your main call to action. So then you can build in plan A, plan B, plan C, 
but do it in a strategic way so that way when you send people to your about page get them back on that client path after <laughs> ask them to book a call with you again ask them to marry you if they say yes great if they don't ask them to date you ask them to view your services bring them to a different page where again you're going to ask them are do you want to marry me are you ready to book a call and it seems very redundant but it's very strategic and making sure that people stay on the path that you intend for them so that your website really functions in the way that you want it to oh that's so perfect and it's just making like a lot of things click to me because like I'm trying to learn more about digital marketing and trying to learn that. And I think about sales pages that I have visited and you get to like a certain point and it's like, yes, I want this, you know, and then you're like, no, oh, not yet. And then you keep reading more and then there's like another button. So it's like, it, all of that makes sense. It's like, you keep trying to bring them back on. What is the goal of this website is for them to book a call with you so that you can pitch your services to them, you know, discovery call, all that stuff. So I love that. Now you talked about things that, we should have on our website. What are some things that maybe you've seen people do on their websites that are mistakes that maybe people should be avoiding? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I would think, I mean, a website should be well thought out. And so when you're just throwing things on there that you think you should have that aren't actually part of your plan, I think you should think really hard about that. You know, we've talked about the path and we've talked about detours and I've said those words enough that you're probably just laughing at this point, but it's important that you keep them on that path. So things like, you know, especially, especially in the beginning stages of being a service provider, you think that you need a Facebook, an Instagram, a Pinterest, a Twitter, uh, you know, all the things. And so those are a good example of, you know, if I created a Twitter account, I'm not a huge fan of Twitter, so I'm using that as an example. If I created a Twitter account and um, never posted a single thing on it, or I have like two posts from 2017 or something silly, um, then that is not a good client detour because that means that you're going to leave that as an open link on your website to refer them to, and then they're gonna meet a dead end because you don't have content on your Twitter account that's going to bring them back on the client path. And I think that that is a really common mistake of people that are really just starting into the entrepreneur space, starting their first website. They think they need to have all the things, but you just need to make sure that you have a clear path. You don't need all the things. Mm -hmm. That's something that's, that I know that I've struggled with too. And I know that I've come to you and you've looked at my website and you've given me pointers and looked at my landing pages and me pointers <laughs> and, and things that that I don't think about because that's not my area of expertise, but it's, it's really true because what's trying to keep them on that initial path. And even so like me, I'm thinking I've got my Instagram feed at the bottom of my website and I don't need that there. Cause that's not serving me. It's really not like, that's not the path that I want them to take. I don't really need them to go to my Instagram. I mean, maybe in some way, you know, to like get to a feel of who I am, but I think that there's other things that I can provide on my website that, could get them towards that path. So that was really great. Now, the last question I really want to, to ask you about is like, if someone has a website today, what's one thing that they should go and do right now that could really like fix it so that when someone lands on their page, gets that client on that right path? Checking in with your main call to action. If you have a call to action in that above the fold section that we talked about, great. Keep it there, but make sure that it's the right thing. Make sure that it's leading to the place that you want them to actually go that's going to help you meet the, the goal of your website. Um, and then if you don't have a call to action there, get one in there. 
Awesome. And I know you have, um, you have a freebie, a, uh, audit that people can kind of check over. Can you share that with my listeners so that they can kind of look over their, their website and see if it's doing what it needs to be doing? Absolutely. So I have a 10 minute website scorecard that is completely free that allows you to really check in and view your website from an unbiased perspective to see, is it really is it really meeting the goals that I want it to? Is it really speaking to the people that I want it to? Is it distracting? Is it loading in time? All the things that are going to deter your ideal client base from booking a call with you and paying you. Um, so you can find that at jessicaskeltonva.com slash website dash scorecard. Awesome. Thank you so much. I need to definitely look over my stuff and make sure that my website's up to date too, because um, every time I talk to you, you give me just another piece, another bit that I can take back. And I just am always so appreciative of you being so willing to help and share your knowledge. So thank you so much. You're welcome. And I mean, the important thing to remember is that website strategy is and should be always evolving because your client base is going to always evolve. I mean, think about, I don't know what time when this podcast is going to air, but think about the time that we're in. I mean, all businesses are shifting right now due to the coronavirus and all audiences are shifting right now. So your website strategy is should be always keeping you on your toes, really. So it's okay to think that your website needs edits. Mine needs edits. It just means that you're paying attention and you're doing something right. All right. So before we wrap this thing up and you tell everyone where to come and find you and hang out with you, I'm going to give you my three rapid fire questions. I know you're a little <laughs> nervous about the last one, but um, the first one is we talked about building a story brand, which is a great book. So definitely you're recommending that one. I know for sure. And that's next on my list, but what's another book that has really helped you along in your journey? It doesn't necessarily have to be business related, just something that a book that really has helped you. Yeah, I think if I had to pick a second book, because yes, you're right, Building a Story Brand is top of my list. Um, I just started reading Super Attractor. I honestly don't even know who the author is because I just started reading it. If you've read it, please chat it out. But, I think it's Gabby, it's Gabby Bernstein. That's it, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I just started reading that and I'm like, I think I'm maybe, I listen to it. I'm an Audible fan too and I'm maybe like five minutes into the first chapter, but I absolutely love it. It's been, it's definitely so far one of my favorites of the manifesting your dream space. Awesome. Okay. Um, next one is what is one of the podcasts that you listen to that you, a new find? I always liked, I'm always finding new podcasts, but something that someone else could go and listen to that's really helped you. I, this is not business related, but I really like the podcast nursing and cursing. It's definitely like if I need to feel better in my mom moments, if I, you know, just am having a bad day, nothing boosts my mood better than that podcast. It's about just five real moms talking about the things that are great and the things that suck about, <laughs> about motherhood. <laughs> well, and I think it's good too to always switch it up. Like I will get on a habit of like business podcasts over business podcasts and trying to learn, but I also think like it's good to kind of put something else in the mix where you can like shut off your business brain and just listen to something or watch something, you know, like I'm a fan of like watching a good TV episode too, just to kind of get away from that because it can be overwhelming sometimes and like all consuming to just like, I love, like, I love learning. I, lo I love it so much. I love learning new things, like especially, you know, now and everything like that. Like I have more time to, to take, to learn things, but like, it's okay to remember to shut your brain off too <laughs> and right. just listen to something like that's totally 
just funny and lighthearted. So I love that. Okay. The last one is what would you put in your earbuds right now if you were going to listen to a song? My, um, just like pump it up music, I go to like 90s country. I don't have a song in particular, so don't yell at me for that. But um, like that is if I need to get, you know, crap done around my house, that's my song, that, that's where I go to. Um, and then, you know, just work mode, that it really helps me zone in to mm-hmm. what I need to do. That's how I am too. And some people are so like, that's how I need to be too. Like, some people are saying like they could listen to podcasts while they're working. Like I need something in to like drown out all the noise, like all the crying kids that are downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and nineties is definitely one that I, I frequent a lot too. So we have that in common. All right, <laughs> Jessica. So before we wrap all this up, thank you so much again for sharing so much. I just want to give you a chance to tell my listeners where they can come hang out with you. I know you do a lot of like free videos too on your Facebook page and your IGTV. So um, I want to give everyone a chance to come learn more from you because you are just a wealth of knowledge and yeah. So share all the places where we can find you. Absolutely. My most active platform is for sure Facebook. Like you mentioned, I do weekly videos, just, you know, short snippets of, knowledge uh and my handle there is jessica skelton va and that i am pretty positive is my handle everywhere um instagram <laughs> linkedin youtube like i said i do not have a twitter you will not find me there but <laughs> i might have an old one from high school please don't look that up um but my handle on and all the other socials pinterest jessica skelton va love it thank you so much again jess i'm so glad that we got to do this and you are just wonderful so thanks for coming on Thank you for having me again. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.